Here, transcribed is another in NBC's outstanding parade of new shows, Four Star Playhouse, a repertory company of four great Hollywood stars. Ladies and gentlemen, one of our four-star players and star of tonight's play, Miss Rosalind Russell. Thank you. Thank you and welcome to our playhouse again. Every Sunday evening at this time, Fred McMurray, Loretta Young, Robert Cummings and I appear in new dramatizations of stories selected from Cosmopolitan Magazine. Stories by the world's leading writers of popular fiction. Tonight, I am a very busy girl. Tonight, I play several people because as Anna Lee Barker, wistful movie starlet trying to make up with energy for her lack of beauty, I have a hard time making up my mind just who I want to be. So I try to be every movie star I've ever seen since I was four. And our evening's tour de force becomes a tour de farce. So. Hop on the merry-go-round for a dizzy world with a dizzy girl as we bring you Robert Carson's The Incredible Anna Lee with Frank Lovejoy as Jim. My name is Jim Malvern, and you'll be surprised to learn that I'm not a private eye. I'm a public relations man with Imperial Pictures in Hollywood, California. It's highly significant that I was in the middle of writing the word stupendous on my typewriter when Anna Lee Barker hurtled through my door with Mr. Pickerel. He's the head of Felicity. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! They are hooked. Who are you? Uh, Miss Barker, please. I hooked them. They signed the contract. Who did what? Uh, Miss Barker, they'll hear you down in the front office. They signed a contract. I'm an actress. It says here. They start paying me tomorrow. Hi-ho, silver, mink, and sable. What is this, Pickerel? A stunt publicizing the case of the missing marbles? Now tell him, Pickerel. Inform him. Jim, uh, this is... Anna Lee Barker. Just call me Anna Lee. I'm practically a star now. Do you want me to pose for pictures? I've got my bathing suit on under this dress, <laughs> just in case. You just happen to have one with you, huh? That's right. Anna Lee, this is Jim Malvern. Jim's going to handle your publicity. With thick gloves, I might add. <laughs> my own publicity, man. Oh, boy, I have come to high estate. She's got a lot of animation there, Jim, don't you think? Yeah, that might come from Benzedrine or something. Oh, no, I come from Michigan. It's something in the water, you know. Oh, boy, my own publicity man. Gee, what if they find out I can't act? Well, it'll be the usual routine. You'll be a star, and you'll make a large salary for many years. I'll have a statement for the press for immediate release to wit. I love Hollywood. I think pictures are a form of art. Say where do I get my pay at the end of the week? Jim will show you. Yeah, take it easy, honey, or you'll blow your top. <laughs> now, don't you worry about me. I'm taking everything in my stride. Say, tell me something. If I go crazy, do they keep on paying me? Only if they go crazy, too. You want to go grab something to eat? Mm, do you mean now or in general? <laughs> 
Have you had lunch? Well, I want to eat in the studio restaurant where I can be seen. Oh, oh, sure, sure. Maybe Loretta Young or Fred McMurray will come by and ask for your autograph. And they shall have it. Pickerel, this girl's got something. I'm not pretty, and I can't act. But I've got a quality of sheer enthusiasm and electricity that will get over to an audience and give them a jag. Yeah, you got more than that. I got delusions of grandeur, but in a very modest way. I, I gotta go outside, huh? I feel my ulcer coming on. Well, shall we go eat, Dynamo Girl? I think you ought to eat very nourishing foods to help you keep your strength up because I warn you, I am the only non-Mohammedan whirling dervish in captivity. I will run you ragged, but the experience will be worth the 10 years it takes off your life. Now, how much of your money can I spend on my lunch? <laughs> Anna Lee, aren't you going to eat? <sighs> hey, Swami, come out of it. I was just thinking. <laughs> Any luck? It's so tragic. What's so tragic, may I ask? Here I am, at the height of my career. That hasn't even started yet. Here I am, almost rich, almost loved, Almost famous. The smallest accident could ruin everything. Like how? Bacteria. A, a banana peel. A stepping on a cobra as I get out of bed. Well, that figures. Oh, it's so tragic. I'm so sad. What is so sad? Who is that? Garbo. Pass the butter. <laughs> Now, shall we undertake a fragment of sense? Yes, please try, Jim. Oh, well, now, Imperial Pictures is going to give you this big build-up, you see. That's my job here, making mountains out of molehills. That used to be my specialty. Used to be? I want someone with experience. Well, I was away from it for three years. The president greeted me. Oh, you were in the war. Oh, which one? The French and Indian Wawa. Now I see why you have a slight limp. Yeah, I was tomahawked by a slight Indian. <gasps> you were leading a charge? At whom against? Well, it was actually against a desk in the Pentagon building. <laughs> a full colonel kicked me out from under it. <gasps> oh, oh, but you're home again. You've come home to make me wealthy. What, that full colonel, he can never hurt you again. Uh, calling Robert Cummings. Calling Robert Cummings. Can you come to the stage 13 at once? <sighs> Someday that shall happen to me. When? Calling Anna Lee Barker. Anna Lee Barker, will you call Operator 5 in London? Queen Elizabeth would like to chat with you. Anna Lee! All right, so I slipped the girl a fin. Oh, gee, how would you like to handle my publicity? <laughs> I would not dream to presume upon the domain of skilled professional craftsmen skilled in their craft. All right, all right. I'll arrange an interview with Luella Parsons. <gasps> Good. Why don't I ask her? Oh, we're going to try something different this time. Lolly's going to ask you the question. Oh! <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a new approach. Hmm. <laughs> 
there I was, Miss Parsons. May I call you Lolly? There I was in Michigan, a complete failure. I was busted financially and likewise spiritually when I was 14 and discovered that men do not like Gabby Dames with undistinguished faces. In addition, I'm stupid. But one day, the Dramatic Society put on a play. I got the lead because I was the oldest and the biggest girl in school and the rest is history. Do you realize how much they're paying me per week, Miss Parsons? Clams. Well, everything was an act with Anna Lee, but she had something, I wasn't sure what. Underneath all the yatada and pretense, there was something wistful and hungry and elusive. Jim, Jim, do you ever go out with girls? Well, it's part of my profession. Oh, I know you have a pipe and... Probably a book and slippers, but are they enough? Well, next week I'm buying myself a faithful dog. <gasps> Jim, darling, the moonlight is bad for mad, mad people like me. Will you kiss me? I've got news for you. There isn't any moon tonight. Kiss me anyhow. Why? I want to throw myself away. I want to melt into the darkness and to be one with eternity. I've got to stop thinking. You can't stop thinking. Why can't I? You never started. <laughs> Jim, Jim dear. Look, Annalie, let me come quickly to the point, which is, you're nuts. And I definitely don't want nutty dames to love. In addition, I was married once. Ah, a society girl, and she was beautiful. A chorus girl, and she was terrible. You go get somebody else without wound stripes. <laughs> it's funny. Oh yeah, hilarious. What a lovely sardonic joke. Is this then what I live for? To be the butt of a mocking indifferent fate? Is it? I say is it? Oh enough. Cut it out. Tone that down a little and don't breathe so hard. <sighs> well I keep smelling your pipe and it makes me sick. It does that in my pocket. Well, when I was with Lawrence of Arabia, which was never, we were briefed on the concept that camels walked beautifully. Are my hip bones like bicycle handlebars? No. Like antlers? No. Like hip bones? No. I'm worried. Why? Well, my first screen test is tomorrow. Yes, I know that. It's got to be stupendous. Stupendous. It'll be even better than that. It'll be acceptable. <sighs> So the next day they shot the test. The full treatment, the works. She came off the set looking pale and shaken, so I took her to lunch. She couldn't eat much, only a steak or two, but her eyes were wide, dry, and steady. Come on, kid, eat, live. I can't. Which? Neither. Oh, you were great today. I could smell my acting. Oh, I disagree. It was, it was like the faint aroma of burning automobile tires. Recaps yet. This is the end. I will go to my garage. I will close the door. The exhaust pipe of my sweet little Maxwell and... Yeah, that's the coward's way out. Goodbye, Jim. Take care of yourself. 
I hope you'll find a better girl than I was to you. You weren't my girl. I was too. Well, as much as I loathe to quarrel with you in your final hours, our relationship was that of fellow wage slaves. I'll leave you a note of farewell. I'll murder you if you do. Farewell, Jim, my beloved. Well, so long forever, at least until this afternoon. We're going down to the harbor and help launch a new ship. I shall be out of this world. <laughs> when weren't you out of this world? I'll pick you up at your apartment at one o'clock. And so at one o'clock on the nose, I rang the doorbell to Annalie's apartment. There was no answer, so I tried it again. No answer. I began to get worried. I got down on my knees in the hall and tried to smell gas from under the door. I smelled fried onions. I got scared. I ran down to the garage in the back of the building. Sure enough, Annalise's garage door was closed and, and I could hear the engine running inside. I lifted the door and a wave of fumes and monoxide surged out at me. I ran inside yelling with grief. Annalise! Annalee, where are you, honey? I, I, I can't see you. Where are you? I'll kill you. I'll kill you in cold blood, even if I have to send out for some. You planned it this way. No, no, I was really going to bump myself <coughs> off. Well, why didn't you then? Well, I had to go back for my lipstick and my compact. I look bad enough alive. Oh, <laughs> oh, peanut brittle. Don't ever give me a scare like that again. Rhubarb pie, you, you... You thought I was dead. I was afraid you were. I noticed you whipped off your coat to <coughs> slap away the fumes from my limp and pitiful, helpless form. No, I was pulling off my coat to plug up any leaks in the garage to keep the fumes from escaping. Uh, uh, Annie, I, I think I'm going <gasps> to... Jim! Jim, help! Oh, he's passed out. Get a doctor, newspaper reporters, uh, ambulance, uh, photographers, help! <laughs> and so the police came. So did the reporters. So did the photographers. Anna Lee got her publicity, only there was a slight switch. Somehow the reporters got it that I was trying to end it all, and Anna Lee rescued me. There was nothing wrong with me. It was relief that Anna Lee was safe that made me pass out. I revived in time to take Anna Lee to the dock to help launch that new ship. <laughs> Gee whiz, you might have told me that all the beauty and glamour in Hollywood was going to be out here today. 
How can I compete with them? Now, kid, you've got personality. Now, you get in there and act now. No, I, I don't want... Wait. I see something good. <laughs> Come back here. And, honey, screwball! So Annalie came back an hour later. She had in tow a big despondent-looking lieutenant commander with a crew haircut and the padding walk of a prize fighter. I didn't like it. Commander Thornton Carlyle, this is Jim Malvern. How are you? Thornton Carlyle? Jim watches over me mm-hmm. at the studio. Uh, nice watching. Well, that's an income. I'm hungry. And so let's eat. Uh, taxi? Uh, we'll go in my limousine. Ooh. Limousine? Did you hear that, Jim? This highly decorated lieutenant commander possesses a limousine. Limousine. How is it on carbon monoxide output, Commander? Uh, what's that you say? Now, Jim, you must stop thinking those morbid thoughts. I'm just... Jim tried to commit suicide this afternoon. <laughs> I saved him. Of all the out-and-out out fabrication, that's just... Now, don't you try to deny it, Jim. It's in all the afternoon papers. Well, come on. I know a seafood place that's terrific. <gasps> oh, good, 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 good. I'll order jellyfish. Jellyfish? They don't have jellyfish. But I can order it, can't I? And then you tell them who I am, and I'll be on the radio and that I eat jellyfish. Come on, I'm starving. And there I was in the South Pacific with all those PT boats. I thought the war would never end. Oh, Commander, you must refrain from prolonging the war. I beg your pardon? Yeah, this dame can send you howling to the nearest snake pit. Uh, Well, yeah. Uh, Well, I'm going to have another drink. Annalise? No thanks, you hulking dipsomaniac. You know, alcohol might make you look good to me. Well, now that's a funny way for a woman to talk who deliberately picked me up. I didn't pick you up. Anyhow, all the other girls had Navy men around them, and there I was alone, an ugly duckling among swans. You are not ugly. I'll thank you not to contradict a lady. Attaboy, Navy. Southern, ma'am. I wanted a naval escort like I saw with Virginia Mayo and Esther Williams, so I picked this big oaf. Oh, well, now I'm an oaf. Oh, I want men to admire me. I want to be loved. Instead, I'm homely, obscure, and unwanted. Yeah, here she goes again. If Annalie fails in pictures, she's going to kill herself. You know that? Shut up. Kill herself? You shut up, too. Well, how? Some involved gag with an exhaust pipe. That's been changed. It'll be a gun. And I'm going to take a couple of you with me. Uh, If I'd known what it was like here in the States, I would have never come home. Let's go, Annalie. Can I drop you somewhere? On what and from what altitude? (laughs) Annalie, you better come home with me. Alone. Studio orders. He lies in his teeth, but they're his teeth. (laughs) 
Annalie, I don't understand this at all. My dear Commander, this has been perfectly charming. If I've said anything amiss at all, believe me, it's only because you are an ill-favored lout and deserve no better. Bless you and keep you, Commander. Annalie, don't be like that. Can't you see that I'm all... Oh, Thornton, don't you understand? Suppose I should get to like you. I'm fighting that attraction now. Knock it off, babe. Scene's over. But if it gets too powerful, can we look forward to anything but tragedy? Not a thing. Come on, Annalie, it's getting late. No, 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 no. This deep-sea flounder here fatally fascinates me. I'm going with him. So I went home. Reaping traffic tickets as I went. I had myself a problem, all right. I like that girl too much. Suppose I told her that Thornton Carlisle was the biggest catch in the woods. Big money, first family, hero, all that. Where would I be? Then I thought that she, um, well, she owed it to herself to make the most of the big flounder. So around midnight, I rang the doorbell at her apartment. Dear boy, what a delightful surprise. Do stumble in. Uh, you were out with Commander Carlisle tonight? So what if I was? He treats me almost as if I were good-looking instead of just untalented. Well, Annalie, I feel I owe it to you to tell you that your big tight chum is none other than the Thornton Carlisle, second or third. Isn't he rather big for an infielder? <laughs> infielder. Annalie Thornton Carlisle is the biggest catch since Moby Dick. Any romance with him is absolutely 18-carat publicity. Merci. If I decide to marry him, I shall let you know. As my publicity counsel, you will be the first to know it. Yeah, thanks. I'll even tell you before I tell the commander. Oh, a scoop. It's nothing really, dear boy, nothing. Well, that's it. Good night, dear girl. Jim? Yeah? You may kiss me, dear boy. Okay. But just one short one on that big mouth of yours, and I'll be en route. Mmm. Mmm. Not bad. Uh, uh, I, uh... I, I, I better beat it, kid. Jim? Yeah? You think I'm crazy, don't you? Well, you have your lucid moments. <laughs> well, now... Uh, who would be most likely to attract attention in Hollywood? A sane girl or, or a daffy one? <laughs> Anna Lee, I... Annie, if you've been making a fool of me all this time, all, all this time, when, when I... Yes, Jim? When all the time you what? When I... Never mind. All right. But Commander Carlisle is everything you say he is. A, a catch. Do I make myself clear? Yeah. Dreadfully clear. By hook or by crook, you're going to marry that bum. By hook or by crook, I'm going to be married. Is that bad? And how bad, in your opinion? Well, I want to thank you for a very strange interlude. Goodbye, Annalie. Well, don't take any wooden Indians, Jim. And so in the morning, I had to pickerel my resignation as vice president in charge of publicity for Annalie Barker. 
They sent me to work sorting shiny pictures of movie stars. So for a week, I kept clear of Anna Lee, but I couldn't help read the, reading the papers. A couple of hep columnists predicted Anna Lee's marriage to Thornton Carlyle. And then on Monday morning, Anna Lee slouched into the office. I pegged the get up right away. A short, tight skirt, tight sweater, tough girl of a thousand affairs, hard and brittle, but willing to make the supreme sacrifice for a good man. Everybody in the office tuned in right away. Hubba, hubba. All right, all right. Oh, Take it easy. Shut up, you guys, will you? Oh, baby. Tender there, aren't you there? Hello, big boy. You got a cigarette on you, dark and deadly? Now look, Annalee. Jim, you gotta come back to me, Jim. Ann, you gotta get out of here, Ann. My breakfast is settling, Ann. Oh, Jim. I didn't mean what I said the other night. I'm not really playing it smart to get me a husband. I'm, I'm really nuts. Go home, Annalee. Go away. The whole office is watching. You gotta believe me, Jim. I've lived hard and dangerously and thrown away the best things in my life for a gag. Forgive me, Jim. Take me and my publicity back. Take you and your woman of a thousand faces away and start a movement of some kind. <sighs> I see. Then this is how it all ends. But I warn you, you can't cast me off like a broken flower. One day, I'll have my revenge. I'll humiliate and shame you as you have humiliated and shamed and degraded me. <sighs> Farewell, false heart. And that was definitely the last I saw of Annalee Barker. In the role of Sadie Thompson, that is. However, two weeks later, she returned as Orphans of the Storm. Both of them. I was at home, smoking my pipe, minding my own business, when the doorbell began to come out by the roots. All right. All right, granted, you want in. I'm coming. You hound, you. No. Commander Carlyle, uh, very nice to see you, sir. Why, you contemptible cad. I didn't want to come here, James. Truly, I did not. Well, come in. Tis a night nary for man or beast. Now, what is this? You know what it is. I did not wish to come here. Truly, I did not. Cut. Scene's over. Cut. Don't you snarl at this fine, innocent girl. I asked her to marry me. She accepted. And then, and then she... How could I come to him? A soiled dove. Soiled dove? Why, you dirty dog! I told him about our affair. You had this woman or I'll slaughter you! Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hey, I know this act. Annie, you're gonna have a baby. Uh-huh, a girl. We'll call her Lynn, East Lynn. Then it's true. Well, what can I say, Commander? I'm gonna knock you kicking, sir. Say the word, sweetheart, and I'll pulverize You this. don't dare. Big Jim Malvern is worth two of the likes of you. I give up. I'm through. No, 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 Commander. 
Marry her. Maybe then you'll find out in time who she really is. Yeah, I wouldn't dare. Craven, poltroon, coward, and wretch. Well, now what's she talking about? Oh, that's a firm of lawyers on Hill Street, I think. <laughs> Good night. Oh, for those quiet days on the PT boats again. Hey, Peanut Brittle. Oh, it was an act, Jim. I expected you to deny everything, of course. Anna Lee, what do you want out of life anyway? What everyone wants out of life. Someone to love and, and to be loved by. When I wasn't pretty enough to get that, I settled for the next best thing, a career. But I wasn't pretty enough for that either. I had to do cartwheels and handstands, <clears throat> and I did them to win second best. So you really didn't want to be an actress? Uh-uh. Consolation prize only. What about those starring vehicles? Perambulators? And the big premieres? Oh, twins would be a nice big start. What about spectacles? Well, I'll bring them to you with your pipe and slippers. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about, uh, what about a kiss? Oh, mmm. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jim, what about having a baby is just another? Well, pardon me! <laughs> Cut, baby. Oh, no, Jim. Can't we have a retake? <laughs> You've been listening to Four Star Playhouse, tonight starring Rosalind Russell and Robert Carson's story, The Incredible Anna Lee, adapted for radio by Milton Geiger. Frank Lovejoy was featured as Jim Malvern, other than the cast, Betty Moran, George Neese, and Ken Christie. Four Star Playhouse is directed by Warren Lewis. Music is composed by and conducted by Albert Harris. Portions transcribed. This is the NBC Radio Network. Thank mm -hmm. you.